What's up, everybody? Today, I'm going over, can you turn $100,000 into a six-figure income? On the podcast, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about economic forces that are affecting you and your money, personal finance, and how that relates to you getting started in entrepreneurship. We talk a lot about a lot of these different things that do affect you, and I want to be doing something a little different. And I'm excited to roll this out because one of the things that I look at when we're when I'm sharing my experiences and examples from our companies that we've started, um, which right now I own an architecture uh, architecture company, we own our private equity firm, our management company for storage facilities, we own our tech company, which is a property management system, a whole bunch of different. Uh, types of companies that I, I'm forgetting about. I'm going to actually share on my social media a flowchart of all the companies. So it's like how they work together, kind of how we structured and go into it. But what I was thinking about, and I think sometimes this can be overwhelming to individuals that are maybe earlier on um, and just starting out. So I decided to do something different this year. What I'm doing is I'm doing an actual experiment with my money. And I want you guys to be along the journey. And I'm going to show you. Now, my question is, can I turn six figures, meaning $100,000 into a six figure income? Now, I've hinted at some of this stuff on the podcast throughout the fall, because I've been working on it for a long, long time. Now, um, I have bigger plans with this and what I'm doing, but it's a concept that I've played with a lot. And this is a, a, a concept that in order to actually be financially free, right, you need that cash flow coming in and that cash flow is freedom, not just wealth. Um, and those two things, uh, not that they're at odds with each other, but they're really not the same. This means a lot more the bigger you get. So the more businesses, the more assets that you own, your wealth is vastly larger than your income. Um, that's just an economic function of being a owner as opposed to a service. Um, if you are a high paid person, employee, right? It, they don't work the same. Uh, so when you look at these things, a lot of people, I think, can be a little stumped by or shocked by the investing part and the yield that is delivered to them. And lots of times it may not be what they want because their first priority is income. And that's why the original podcast was Cash Flow to Freedom, because it was the cash flow and the income that actually provides the freedom, right? Uh, so what I've done over the last few years, there's a few things that I really liked and I, and I, I liked about it that you could invest smaller amounts, you could get higher yields, but they were also in, in things that I believed in and um, I've been studying for a long, long time. So I have a concept that I think of as digital real estate. The digital real estate, and I actually started a company to fund it, is this idea that um, I want cash flowing sites that are participating in the real economy. Now, some people may call these microsites, some people call them different things. And there's a lot of ways that this, this world is actually, I found fairly prolific of uh, what I would call, not scammers, but it, it just, there's a lot of false information 
and a lot of things that are done very, very wrong. Um, so I've taken a long time to really understand and try to figure out how I want to create a portfolio and how I would build this. A lot of this came uh, around about two because of my kids. So what I decided to do was I decided to do it in the way that I learned that I thought was best and how that works. And then I was going to do it, which I started three months ago, and I would share my experience with it. Um, I've also played around with the fact, uh, this idea that I would start maybe a fund for individuals to invest in, which is concentrated on just high yield, high, high cash flows. Now, there's pros and cons, and we got to touch on this first. So a lot of people think necessarily that high income equals better. That is not necessarily true. Uh, wealth is the reason why I've gotten to where I've gotten. It is not income. Now, this is one of the reasons there's this fallacy that the more money I make, right, that means that I'm either wealthier or I can be. There are plenty of people that made multitudes more income than I made throughout my entire 20s and beyond um, that have nowhere near now the wealth, income, and stability that I have. Because income, because uh, wealth is a factor of income, is can grow in a way income can't. If you look at maybe a tech startup, for example, right, you may not ever get income, but you get that appreciation and that equity. When you're looking at real estate, uh, we target things that pay us and we get income, um, but we also get the outsized equity portion. So because we merge those things together, though, generally speaking, we think of yields as lower or that cash flow coming out because you're also getting a big wealth component. Not always, but I have found many of the times that when you're investing, uh, the higher the income usually lends to lower the yield when you're starting out. Um, or excuse me, not lower the yield, lower the uh, equity on it. Well, that is no difference from this. Now, when we're looking, when I was looking at these products, one of the principal reasons at first, uh, or I haven't been in it, is the fact that it has very low wealth creation component to it. But the overall yield and cash flow component is really, really strong. So it's a different type of investment, right? But many people, that's what they need. They need the income part. And uh, when looking at my kids as they were getting older, they want to be entrepreneurs, investors, and they want they need to start very small. Um, but I also wanted a security blanket for them. So I wanted something that would allow them to be entrepreneurs, to invest, to build, to create without having to have the need of income coming in. So I've looked down this rabbit hole and I've landed on, which time will tell if it's my correct, the correct way to do it or not, but I'll be sharing that with you. Um, what we are doing is we are building out sites that do lead generation for very traditional businesses. Um, we're talking about foundation repair companies, septic tank companies, roofing companies. These are boring, very, very basic businesses. And we are optimizing sites and contracting out with those companies in areas, and we will generate leads for them in which we in turn then get paid for those leads. 
Now, to talk about the money, how things look, is these are not anything that you look individually as being a ginormous money maker. I look at it and say, all right, if you were investing, let's say, a rental property, let's talk about the differences, the pros and cons to both, and what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. If I had a rental property, let's say that I put, you know, $100,000 down, and I made 300 bucks a month, right? Or more, you know, whatever that may be. Let's just let, let's call it um, three, 400 bucks a month. Now, I get that income coming in, but that house appreciates and I put $100,000 down, the house may be worth 300,000. So if that house rises by 10%, I made $30,000 plus my income. So that magnifies those returns that I have. Now, over time, my $100,000 could and has in the past turned into hundreds of thousands of dollars plus the income that I'm getting. So it's a big wealth creator while still paying you. That's why people do it. But the income to amount you're putting down is relatively low. When we're looking at something like this, we're putting way less down. So meaning I uh, have somebody build it for me. Let's call it 7,000 bucks it takes to build and get this thing up cash flowing. But I may get the equivalent of cash flow from the house. So I'm targeting, you know, let's call three to 500 bucks a month on that one property, online property. Now, the difference is there is not a circumstance in which I'm going to make $30,000 because equity increases. In fact, it's the opposite. It's a cash-based entity, um, and its IP is a simple website. So it will only trade at a multiple of revenue. Now, does that mean it's good? Yeah, maybe my 7,000 turns into 10 or 15,000, right? Um, but is that mind-boggling, life-changing, set you up for life? No. But what happens if I aggregate a portfolio of them let's say $100,000, right? Well, if I'm making three to 400 bucks a site, all of a sudden I'm making really, really good cash flow on that same $100,000. I'm making actually 60 plus thousand dollars on that $100,000. Now, when you compare that to the home, right? That seems incredible for that same $100,000. But your $100,000, right, it is, uh, it's not treated the same. There's things I like about it more. It's diversified because these are different sites, different locations, right? We have more of them. Um, you would have to package up that income producing thing and, send, and um, sell it. So let's say that maybe I could sell it at two times and it makes you know, $60,000, so say $120,000 to $150,000, right? That, that would probably be the most it would ever be worth. Where a rental property, you may end up in five years, your $100,000 may be worth two to $300,000 and it's still income producing, right? Uh, that's not gonna happen on these, these sites. But this, is also, but this is a cash flow mechanism. And what I wanted to look at were individuals and people starting out, which that is more important, so if I could have created more of a cash flow situation when I was starting out, I wouldn't have had to work while I was starting my businesses and investing, right? 
I could have done that. Then I could have focused on entrepreneurship and investing because I had that that was automated and it was paying my bills. And looking back on it, that time now, I'm like, that's invaluable. And two, we also have a much higher mechanism for compounding. So if I use $100,000 and I make, let's just say 50 plus thousand dollars, because on per site, we're making three, $400, right? On that, well, every single month that I'm making that money or every two months or whatever, I can be buying more sites very, very quickly. So I can compound monthly Whereas when I'm dealing with real estate or houses, you have to accrue large amounts of capital. I have to deploy them or I have to get investors. I have to do other things. So the compounding mechanism of them is slower on a return of capital through cash flow. Now, it's not slower when you look at the equity, meaning I could go and sell the house or I could refinance the house and take out double, triple what I made and go buy two or three more. Okay, so it's a different functionality than that type of investing. But unlike maybe a private equity approach where I'm putting money into a company where that company then is reutilizing that revenue to compound and grow, they're not paying those distributions out lots of times because they're growing. So you're getting an equity improvement, but no cash flow. Uh, that is on that other side of the extreme. You're going to get way bigger multitudes of equity, but you're not going to get any income. That's really good when you have lots of money. And that, I think, really comes down to the basics. Now, you may say, AJ, yeah, but I don't have $100,000. But what I'm talking about, this is what's important. First of all, you don't even need to pay someone to build these sites for you. You can do it. So I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to spend my nights, you know, building little websites. But if you spend your time, which my wife's build websites, everything, she totally could. She could sit down every night, work a couple hours. And she could pump out these microsites, make contacts with uh, local people in the area that do whatever these jobs may be, septics, anything else, and lock up a contract and sell them leads. And she may be able to make three, four, five, six sites a month doing this uh, and making three, four hundred bucks a month off those sites. So first of all, you can do it with very little money. You need to buy a domain. You need to have hosting. But once again, you're talking under $100 to do that. Now, even if I didn't want to do that, I wanted to go buy it, we're still talking about a lot less capital. So I'm looking at, you know, once again, 7000 bucks to get cash flow and start investing. And that is why I'm interested in why I'm doing what I'm doing. First of all, um, I want to show how it can be done. I want to show that there's different type of investing. And for me, it's going to be a hedge, meaning, okay, great. Now I have income on the side. It's in a separate business, everything else. The world goes to pot. Maybe I have alternative uh, resources, but also for me, it's a content play. I'm going to be honest. I am going to be able to show my numbers. I'm going to be able to talk with you guys about how it's going. Uh, generally speaking, it takes about six months to get the sites really moving and the SEO done, things like that stabilized. But within the first three months, I'm already making money. So what I'm uh, going to be doing and looking at, we're going to be breaking down my sites, my charts. I'm going to start publishing how much money I'm making from them and how it's going. Uh, my ideal outcome here would be that I would end up building out a fund or building out something else like that where we can focus for individuals instead of because right now we focus a lot on that yes cash flow and distributions but it's primarily an equity wealth play uh, with real estate and then our funding that we've done for private companies it's a pure equity play so this is one of the legs of my three legs to my wealth stool that I have which are 
income, um, then scalability. So that's not just equity, right? That is usually that's I'm really trying to scale my capital and my equity, um, and I'm not expecting any returns till it gets there. So the capital is being used, and it's being used a lot to scale. Um, and then my third leg, which is a uh, actual equity type play, which is wealth, meaning like real estate, things like that. It's delivering income, but it is a holder of value. It's real. It's tangible. Uh, the reason why I have those three things is, first of all, due to financing, um, banking rules. I have a much more well-rounded out financial profile. Um, it is also a hedge. But more importantly, I view it as almost like a torna financial tornado where the spinning of those that, that capital sources and those assets coming together, it allows me to do each one of those things even more. So I viewed that I could basically three times my compounding rate by achieving all three legs of the stool. So this now is one of it. I Yes, I have other cash flowing businesses that I run and operate. In fact, I have cash flowing businesses that are worth millions that I'm owning and operating that um, don't have that wealth component. Uh, I also have just pure scaling businesses, millions in that. And I have also, of course, my main, my true one, which is the real estate and my private equity company, which we do, um, we have, have that. This is a way for me to start to boil some of these things down and deliver a blueprint for individuals to do that same thing, holding all three legs, income, scale, and equity. Now, all three of those legs as an individual, you can start uh, small. Now, if you don't have money, you can also create these things. Now, people say, I, uh, how can I create equity? I can't just create a real estate thing without money. Okay, first of all, that's just not true at all. Um, I actually have lots of investors that invested with us and they brought us a deal. They get a chunk of equity that they didn't pay for. They're already in the game and they're already doing it. There's ways you can do that. You can utilize other people's money. You can provide resources to be able there's, uh, there's tons of ways to do that. So that's simply not true. Now, on the income side, you can develop strategies, you can sell services, you can uh, build sites, you can do all sorts of things like a side hustle that delivers you more income. And then that side hustle of income can then be used to allocate capital into something that can be more scaled or keep repeating and growing it. The idea though is starting small, utilizing the three legs is not only possible, um, people do it all the time. And wealthy people generally have all three of these legs and they utilize them very, very well. It allows them to stay wealthy, uh, hedging, but also it allows them to survive when times are bad, not just survive financially by like, I'm not going bankrupt, but thrive. So when times get hard and when times got hard in 2008, I could still invest, we could still start up businesses because I had alternative sources of income. That meant we thrived through a period when other people were struggling. Right now, most of our peers in the private equity real estate space are laying people off. While instead, we are hiring and we are growing because we do not have a single source dependent on the one piece that is actually being contracted or hurt. And so when times get tough and other people are getting hurt, I can use my other sources to pour into that because I know that's the time to make money. That's the time when your income may be down, but you're getting a discount on the overall equity. So we're going in and we're using income that is producing on our other leg 
to buy discounted equity. I hope you can kind of build out a picture and see the format that I use to run businesses, to invest, and to create income. This is something that I developed literally in, I think, my early 20s. I have it in my journals where I'd been diagnosing. I uh, sold insurance with my father, and I diagnosed the companies that I was selling insurance to, and I was looking at all the different benefits that they had on the pros on their business model side, where they got revenue from, where they didn't, and when times got tough. And I really found that, generally speaking, those three areas were the three different type of business models or how the capital function of it worked within those business models. And I noticed that over the last 20 years, in different types of market cycles, they all do differently in one shape or form. So some are stronger, some are weaker. Um, but they very rarely just all do good all the time. That's not how economics traditionally works. And frankly, you're kind of silly if you expect that. The people that expect that are generally the ones that I see lose it and go bankrupt uh, because they thought the gravy train would just never end. And then they start doing things that don't make sense, like using debt, because they say, well, this is never going to end. So I'm going to use debt in a way I shouldn't be to magnify it. This is all things that I don't think you should do. For example, when I'm talking about our lead generation sites, I don't use debt and would not use debt to produce these assets. Why? Because they do not have the wealth component, meaning or that equity component, which drives wealth, which debt can really be applied to and has an asset that can be taken from it. That means it's purely on income and myself. And I don't want to trap myself. I don't want to get into trouble. So when we're looking at personal finance this year, when you're looking at your avenues that you want to take, it's important to know and to be thinking about. First of all, I'm all in on one thing. That is my private equity company that we own, operate, build, develop, everything else with storage facilities. But I do diversify and I look strongly at the diversification of income and revenue. That's why even the sites, I'm not going to do personally, I'm gonna have somebody else do it. So I think it's important to know that I'm not saying I want you to do lots of things. You need to be focused, but you also need to understand the downsides of your focus area. And you need to be actively looking at ways to offset those downsides. Now, traditionally speaking, people do that with a W-2, meaning they have their W-2 income coming in and they're investing and they're building on the side. Their W-2 income is the one that is producing the income portion of my three-legged stool. My goal would be that you can get what's the most important piece from the whole entire model, and that's time. And so through time, you need to offset that income piece. And for most people, that's actually what provides security, growth, stability. It's what allows them to build companies. It's what allows them to do investing without taking on big risk. If you are a person that has a family and kids, this is obviously more important to you. And there is a way. I think we use generalities in society, like if you're gonna be an entrepreneur, you have to take huge amounts of risk. And we say you have to do things a certain way. It's only, it's only risky and you should never do it. That's not true. And it's a, that's a, a lack of creativity. When you're thinking through those things, when you're, you're trying to do it, to me, when that blanket answer is, it's a justification for not doing, and it's a lack of create, 
creativity to create something outside that. I do not really sit up at night and worry, right, about my investing strategies. Now, at that same point, I'm fully aware that I could go bankrupt at any time. I am not in control of larger forces of the economy or anything else. And there's frankly nothing I can do to hedge against all the risk. And this is a very important piece. You need to realize that. Now, some people use that to be reckless and stupid and do very, very dangerous things. Because what do they say? They say risk equals return. And I'm being an entrepreneur. I'm risking it all, right? And if I'm going to do it, I could go bankrupt anyways. So I might as well go big. And they say those kind of things to justify doing what I would consider very stupid financial uh, financial moves. You don't need to be reckless to have success. In fact, I think it's the opposite. It's about identifying where those risks lie and mitigating those risks, but accepting the risks that are out of your control. Risks like a Great Depression, war, things like that. There's no reason to spend any time worrying about that because you can't hedge against it. You can't do anything about that. It is so out of your control, it doesn't matter. The other types of risks that are in your control, if you just put your head in the sand and bury it, that's being stupid. That is not being brave. That is not being an entrepreneur. That doesn't mean that you're going to yield extra returns and in income because you have your head buried in the sand to the risks that exist. In fact, it's the opposite. So when looking at your personal financial situation, when you're trying to build wealth income and you're trying to create a life for yourself, analyze all three legs, be open to other options. And when you're starting out, try to figure out some of that income portion immediately. You can use that income to eventually leave your job. You can also use that income to start investing today. It's a really, really important piece, and I'm excited to share it with you guys what I'm doing, even if I completely fail. You guys will see it, and you will know if I, if, the, if I fail or succeed, and you guys can follow in the footsteps and have this great option. So starting out this year, I want to start with the focus area on income, and I want to actually walk the walk and show you guys how to do it, meaning I want to have something that is very applicable to you guys and I don't want you to be overwhelmed by maybe some of the things that we're doing uh, because it started very small. We looked at things on a one account per basis. I looked at my income and my financials when I got started as a account. I have one account that will pay me X amount. That means I need to have 15 accounts. I need to sell 15 accounts to get to an income, right, of $100,000. And I have to keep those accounts. Now, if I want to make another level, I got to find a certain account that makes a certain amount of money. But it was never one big thing. I never had that. It was never one big job. It was never one big deal, right? I had 20 to 40 clients that I had to work on all the time that would pay me. I would have one property that made me X amount. And then from that, it was just building and we would just build and work and work and work. We could have done it smarter. We did a lot of stupid things. We made a lot of bad moves. I almost went bankrupt because of the stupidity, that risk thing that I talked about earlier. I'm talking from experience. That was me. And I almost lost it all. Not because I was an entrepreneur, not because it was risky, because I was stupid. Now, I learned from that. I'm not going to do that again. And when you look at it, I tried to jump. I tried to jump start. I tried to go bigger than I was set up for or able to 
And I don't mean like I had big dreams. Like right now, we're building a company that will be worth billions of dollars. We're not there yet, but that is still a goal. This wasn't that. It meant I didn't have things in place to do what I should have done. I didn't do it right. And I justified everything with that, that format. So really how it's worked and how we've been successful is figuring out the things that'll work, stacking those things, creating systems and processes around those individual income lines and building companies around them and scaling that one at a time, one property, one customer, one tenant, right? One everything, one person utilizing software, one listener, one whatever that may be. Um, and that's what we want to work on this year, everybody. That's what you want to do. You want to focus on first the one thing. You want to get it down. You want to start making cash flow. Look at that basis and then grow from there. All right, everybody. I hope this helps. I'm excited to share with you along the journey and uh, every, how it's all going. And I'll be creating, uh, we're working right now to create the uh, visuals. And so we can chart it out and show you guys uh, month after month after month and what that all looks like. So thanks, everybody. Talk soon.